thank you, Father, for this family so much. And God, it's a, it's a great heritage. It's a great, it's a great place to be. And Father, now we just thank you for your comfort and strength and understanding. So, Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name that you'll be with us during this time. The anointing of God will be upon us. The presence of God will be with us. So, Father, anoint ours, our, our hearts for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Now, may your peace be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. B. Daniel. B. Smith Daniel. 78 years of old at Barling, Arkansas. Passed away on Saturday, June 11th. In 2022. Now, she was born on June the 5th, 1944, in Barton, Arkansas, to late James and Rachel Smith. B was retired manager for Jason Deli and Central Mall and a homemaker. She was a member of Cliff Terrace Assembly of God Church. In addition to her parents, B is preceded in death by her brother, Melvin Smith. She is survived by her husband, William E. Daniel, of the home, two daughters, Lisa Odom, Jimmy, and Lynetta Daniel, both of Barling, Arkansas. Two sons, Kent Daniel, Lisa, of Fort Smith, and Carl Daniel of Barling, Arkansas. A sister, Leoa Cloud of Panama, Oklahoma. A brother, James Smith and Elizabeth of Poto, Oklahoma, along with eight grandchildren and eight great-grandchildren. When they asked me to speak about me, I was going in my mind and so I started thinking well B you know was born on June 5th 1944 but then there was someone else born William was born August the 31st 1941 and then on a special day happened on July the 21st 1962 they joined together and when they joined together they must have read this scripture this scripture said as for you be fruitful and increase in number multiply on the earth and increase upon it And we thank you for multiplying. (laughs) Lisa, how would I not mean that? You know, my mom, we had four, there was four of us in our family, and mom was standing in the, I'm the one's talking up here. I remember mom was at Faith Assembly and someone come up to her and asked her, he said, are you Catholic? She said, no, I'm a careless Protestant. (laughs) It kind of went on in the family. (laughs) But then, in this prosperity of life, you had Lisa show up in 63, Kent came along in 65, and Carl in 66, and Lynette in 69. But the great part of all this took place. Then the grandkids started coming. You know, until you have a grandparent, you really, everybody says that. Everybody in the world, I've heard it all my life, but you really just don't understand it until it really happens. The other day I looked at my grandkids and I says, I looked at my wife and says, I just don't know how a person can love someone so much. She goes, you talking about me? I said, uh, no, the grandkids. <laughs> Eight grandchildren. But she does something better. She had eight great-grandchildren. Now, I was just talking around, and Lisa was talking about how strict she was and unwavering what she believed. And she found out it was B's way or it was B's way. 
There was only two ways. You, got, you could pick away the one you wanted. And then Carl talked about mom said never, she didn't have much of a sense of humor, but when, when uh, he was a kid and he knew he was in trouble, he'd run and hide knowing where, whenever he'd come back, somewhere around the corner she was waiting to ambush him. I can see that. I like the, uh, her note, Bethany actually wrote something, and I was going to read this. It said, she loved her family. Family time was very important to her. She would do just about anything she could for her grandkids. She had a big part in raising every single one of her grandkids. She always made sure her family had what they needed, even if it meant she would have to go without. She never complained about not having enough. She was thankful for what she had, and she could make more from anything. She always did more than she should for the sake of others. When going through pictures, you could tell she was always, almost always behind the camera. Her photos were of family getting together, babies, and vacations. She loved to travel. She loved to sit in the passenger seat and tell Papa William how to drive. I don't know if he ever got it right. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> she wanted to see the world, and she did. She loved camping, cooking for others, and she really just loved others more than herself. As I was going through Facebook and looking at things, her, her nephew, Dan Smith, said that part of this. Is, said, today the world is waking up and a little less brighter. My Aunt B passed away yesterday morning. Everyone should be so blessed as to have a real-life Aunt B like I did. She always had a smile when she saw, even though all the pain she endured, and she always spoke her mind, and you always knew where you stood with her. She knew the importance and strength of family. Aunt B encouraged and facilitated family gatherings and keeping in touch with other relatives. She knew while we may have different lives and different opinions we shared on common history and legacy of family. What we have in common is far greater than how we are different. I'm so glad I got to make the family reunion, even though we were late, and give her one last hug. As I was thinking about being one of the things that uh, most known for was beef jerky. I'm not even sure it was illegal beef jerky, but that's what I was thinking. I mean, I kind of heard rumors that it was under the under the table thing, but but so. Then I was thinking, you know, when we'd grown up, we would go to their house, and the kids would come to our house. And now, Mark, if you ever been around Crystal's kids, Jace, you can see Mark when he was little. Mark was rambunctious and never did anything he was told to do. So I asked him, I said, did B ever get on to you? He goes, no. She would look at me, and I'd stop. I said, that makes sense. The only time I remember when I was younger, you know, they used to live, we used to live on South 12th. We live on South 12th, and, and William and B lived up above us somewhere. And I went to Bell Point School, and this day I think there was 20 or 30 people chasing me. Well, maybe two. But anyway, it felt like that. I was pretty fast. And I remember I was running home, but you know, there's a lot longer home. And when I got to William and B's house, 
B was standing in the backyard, and these guys were coming. They were really after me. I cleared the fence and jumped in the backyard with her. And I said, come on, dude. They just walked off. I tell you how tough I am. And they never bothered me again either. I don't think she ever said anything to them either. But you know, our family is is important to us, and I'm proud of our family. And it's a it's been a great blessing growing up with our family. And I appreciate my cousins. I appreciate my uncles and aunts. And and uh, mom would always tell me, "Don't forsake your family." You know, she was always making sure we and be sure that you keep your family close, because. One day this, they're here today, and tomorrow they're gone. And it just takes that place. And the last part of what Dan said, he said, take advantage of every opportunity to see or, see or hug someone who spend time with them. You never know when it will be the last hug, kiss, or love on your side of the family on heaven. She was a special lady, and she was loved by so many. Please keep her husband, William, and her family and my daddy, in your prayers, a lot of people are going to have to take up the slack in, in the rope. Now rest in peace, Aunt B. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And I pray the comfort would be with us today, the Holy Ghost. God, our memories are important to us. The great memories we have with, with me, the great memories we have in this world. So now, Lord, may we comfort one another with our memories, with our conversations about her. And may we just strengthen each other, even today. And, Father, the great thing is we have a God that prepares a way for us to one day see our loved ones again. And, God, Father, when we allow our hearts to be in touch with you, may we line our life up with your word. May we line our life up with Jesus Christ. May we accept Jesus as our Savior. And so we have that. We have a great hope, a blessed hope, that one day we're all going to be together someday. Thank you for our future. But, God, thank you for the past. And we give you peace and praise, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. As I was preparing for this service today, one of the things that you try to decide is what to wear. And so you see, I have permission to dress the way I'm dressed today. Because the first year that I was here, uh, me and B had a conversation. I was wearing a suit. I was decked out. I had the jacket, slacks, tie, come to service. And she looked at me and she said, Pastor, why are you wearing a suit? I was like, oh, it's church, I'm pastor, supposed to wear a suit. And uh, she said, we're just common folk here, you don't have to wear a suit around us. So that began the uh, process of me slowly uh, taking off the tie, taking off the jacket, and now here I am, as you see me, this is the way I preach every Sunday morning, but that conversation is what started this. So today... I have permission to dress like this. So that was one of my first 
uh, conversations that I ever had with B was she wanted me to know that I did not have to dress up to be her pastor. And so over the years, I have definitely not dressed up. But, you know, I don't remember... Um, if there was one thing that I could tell you that I am grateful for B. Daniel, it would be the fact that when the church was going through some financial hardships, she stepped in and she straightened it out. And she worked hard at this church for several years, and I'm grateful for her dedication to this place and her ability to work for the Lord. But now looking at those of us that are here to continue on the work, just as B has already received her reward, those of us who are left, we have something to look forward to. And if you were going to a chapter in the Bible that talked about faith, the first chapter that people would point you to is the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. It's known as the faith chapter. And it tells of all the heroes of the faith and how they put their trust in God and how they overcame all diversity. And it tells of some of their accomplishments. And these stories are why we call it the faith chapter. And today I want to read you one verse that's nestled right in the middle of this chapter. And I believe it talks about something that all of us believers are looking for. And that verse is verse 16. Hebrews chapter 11, <clears throat> verse 16. And it says this. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. You know, this was true for the saints of old that were faithful, but it's also for us believers as well. And notice what it says. It says, they were longing for a better country. Then notice it clarifies, a heavenly one. And we can look all throughout Scripture and we can read about heaven and the many descriptions of heaven. And sometimes heaven is described.